Guys, thank you very much for listening to the Photography Bar podcast. If you enjoy the show, please make sure to support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok, as well as our Patreon, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Please leave us a five star review on your favorite podcast app, such as Spotify and Apple Podcast. And with all that said, let's head to the bar. Hey Mark, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, that's good. You know, like, well, you know, with still the early part of February here, January has come yes. and gone. You know, it's, yes, uh, it's, it's a long month, January. Yeah, it's a long month, January. And uh, it's a long month mm. for many reasons. Obviously, we come to the end of dry January for those people that uh, decided to... Were you doing to, that? Uh, you weren't doing that. No, no. I don't no. drink <laughs> I don't, I don't, Well, you know I wasn't. Um, I don't drink I don't enough know. to... I don't drink enough to um, really warrant dry January. I was actually reading about this the other day that dry January, although yes, it's a good thing to do, blah, blah, it's really affected the hospitality industry. And, uh, well, yeah, you know, and, and it's marketed a, a hell of a lot, but it, it goes against the hospitality industry when, you know, we need, we need a hospitality industry, you know? So anyway, um, my point was, well, there is alcohol free yeah. stuff now, which is, pretty good to be fair and yeah. i think there's i've seen a lot of marketing regarding that actually um alcohol free i think there's been a there's been more with gareth bale in it have you seen that one no i haven't no and uh it's quite a pretty good advert so they basically go are you out for a drink tonight no i'm gonna have to bail i've got this to do no i've got to bail i've got this to do blah 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 blah, blah. and then it goes oh uh-huh. look who didn't gareth bale and then gareth bale's in the pub turns around and goes you what and goes, <laughs> right <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'll tell you what i did try just talking about drinks and give a shout out to a Guinness Zero. Um, oh, you know, I know you like that, don't you? Do you know? And somebody else said it to me as well. I cannot tell the difference between Guinness Zero and normal Guinness. And how good that's is that? Good. That is good. You know, yeah. So I think that's... I'm not a Guinness drinker, so I can't really appreciate that, unfortunately. Um, oh, yeah, I do. But I do like my there, There's some good lagers out there. Uh, the, the Beck's one, I think it's pretty good. Uh, the Beck's Zero. I seem to quite like that one. I think um, the Heineken one is, uh, for me... Is yeah, the, the Heineken one. one is nice. Yeah, I like the Heineken and one. And it is taste, because I'm not keen on the Bex. It's Bex Blue. Um, yeah. I don't like the Budweiser one. That's pretty awful. Um, yeah. The Cobra uh, one isn't good either. I didn't like that. No, I've tried that as well. That's not good either. And uh, But I, I've not tried that for a while. I've not tried the Budweiser one or Bex Blue for a while. So, But I think they've really mm. come on. Anyway... Let's uh yeah. my my point about January was not about drinking and it was drinking. About, well, we are in a uh, bar, so you we know. are in a bar. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> was you know January is a long month. We know, but it's also a difficult month for a lot of people as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because for a lot of people, work can dry up. Um, mm. You know, it's difficult to get yourself motivated and get out of that. We all have that those tax bills that drop through january you yeah. know for many reasons it's a it's a difficult time and, and people have these new year's resolutions and you try and keep yourself upbeat and it's very easy to get into that situation for a lot of people um mm. i used january for uh, work volume of work was okay um mm-hmm. i'll be honest it was okay but what i really have tried to do is spend a lot of january and i've not got to the end of it 
is planning a lot for this year. Um, a lot of things have changed, um, trying to introduce better ways of working, more efficient ways of work. And I mentioned it before, it's a business we've gone more or less paperless. Um, that's been a big thing. Um, and my target was to get it everything up and ready for the end of January. And that's not been the case. I'm still in the process mm. of updating everything. And I've now given myself a target of next week for being fully prepared for this year with the volume of work that we've got, which is quite a lot. But I just wanted to sort of give that shout out for, for photographers and videographers out there that are listening to this and who may have had a difficult January, who may have sort of work may have yeah. been very, very quiet, um, you know, because it's the industry that we are in. I just hope that you've got work booked in in the new year. And even if even if you are quiet, work does tend to find a way of picking up and, and coming in. Yeah, it's it's tough. January is a horrible month, really, because you come down from the high of Christmas um, and the wonderful things that entail with Christmas. Um, and then, you know, the tax man cometh at the end of the month, which <laughs> it's never a nice fit. I mean, we've all got to pay our taxes and I'm completely on board with that. Um, but, you know, you, you feel like January, you're forking out more money than you're earning because you're having to pay the tax man. Oh, it's um, been ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we save throughout the year, of course. Uh, but I always undersave. There's always, oh, I've got to find an extra 200 quid or something like that. And because I haven't done it properly, uh, just because I miscalculated or something. Or something happened over Christmas and I went, yeah, I'm just going to spend some of the tax money on some beer or something, which is really stupid to do. Don't do that, folks. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, it, it kind of happens, doesn't it? Um, did you have any New Year's resolutions at all? I don't I really didn't... bother with them myself. No, but... I, I, I don't really. I, I do... Sort of, I wouldn't call them New Year's resolutions, but I do think, okay, look, this things that I need to do uh, rather than yeah. right. This is a well, New we always Year's have resolution. goals, don't we? Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah. So I'm self-employed uh, you know, and whatever. You're always going to have goals in life, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't need to quit drinking because I'm not a heavy drinker. I don't need to quit smoking because I've never smoked, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so those sort of things, I uh, you know. Um, uh, you know, I don't need to have those because and I don't need to lose weight. So they're the classic New Year's resolutions for everyone, aren't they? Um, yeah. but, uh, anyway, it was just that little shout out just for, for January. We've got past it, you know, onwards and upwards. Uh, that's what I say. Yeah. So what have we got? What have we got today, Mark? Well, I just before there's a couple of things I want to talk about because um, I think um, that there's there's um, something to do with a, a, an exhibition in Hungary. It's, it's slightly old news. I think we, we learned about this actually, I think sort of at the beginning of the year or maybe even last yeah. year i can't remember it was but last we, year, we, yeah. We do, yeah we do want to talk about it um and um i think you want to talk about something about ai which um is obviously going to be a continuing conversation that we're going to have um yeah. but just and, before and we get into that i just yeah. wanted to have a bit of a shout out um because you know i like my sci-fi stuff and everything yeah um and um you know um i'm not sure people are aware but uh there's also been this helicopter and this drone system that uh, NASA have had on Mars. And um, on January the 18th, so yeah, a couple of weeks ago, um, basically uh, the helicopter took its last flight. Um, Mm. So uh, we will put a link on on the episode notes because you can actually go to this NASA site um, and it can show you all the pictures to do with the project. So that's behind the scenes at at, at NASA HQ and all that kind of stuff, but also the stuff that this helicopter's gotten. There's this really cool, eerie video of the helicopter uh, flying because there's cameras on the the drone, which acts as a communication point, which is on the ground. 
um and then they got this helicopter going around and and it you hear the helicopter blades and it's flying across the martian landscape and it's really eerie um right. you just got to think you're looking on the surface of mars it's incredible really and this information is coming to us but just a couple of stats so basically january the 18th um after rising at an altitude of 40 feet and then descending uh, to about three feet above the surface, um, Ingenuity, which is a helicopter, lost contact with the Perseverance rover, which is uh, the thing that serves as a communication relay for the drone. Uh, communications were re-established the next day, but photos of the rotor blades came a few days later, revealing damage, which is what's basically grounded the helicopter. Um, but overall, it was a really good success. Um, I think um, it, it flew a lot more than they thought it was going to. Um, so uh, I think it, that it, it performed 72 flights, which is apparently 14 times further than they, they thought it was going to do. Um, wow. So and some of the pictures, you've got to check these pictures out. I mean, if there were just pictures of a desert in on Earth, then you probably think, OK, but it's not. It's on Mars. And you just got to. That's the specialness of this. And I love it because it's showing ingenuity I, I mean it's called ingenuity um no pun intended there but you know the fact that we can get these and you know there's black and white ones there's color photos there's video i find it incredible that we can get this stuff all the way from mars i mean it's miles away quite frankly it is, that's right. <laughs> and you know do the golf of space and um yeah it it, it we get these we get we get this footage and this content and it's amazing and yet some areas in coventry i can't get signal on my mobile phone so you know it just shows you where we are as a human race doesn't it don't stop me on the uh, mobile phone i think the mobile phone signals in this country in the uk is worse than anywhere else that i've been you know well, bath, is, like think bath is shocking I, I know and i think i've traveled a fair bit and whenever i go abroad it doesn't matter where it is whether it's Europe, Asia, Middle East, I always say, why is the internet signal so good here in the middle of nowhere? And you can't get it anywhere well in the UK. Anyway, let's not uh, go into that. Yeah, so really interesting stuff. Yeah. Now, I want to start off with a topic that um, I've been thinking about for a while, but it actually occurred to me just last night when I saw something on TV. And it actually crosses a number of different topics for all photographers. I think mainly wedding photographers are going to find this interesting, but it doesn't matter what sort of photography you do, you could well be affected by this. Um, and when it comes to wedding photography, whether you're, an, whether you're an established photographer, whether you've just come into the industry, you're fairly new, or whether you're thinking about getting into the wedding, wedding photography, I think this is something that's of concern, shall we say. So last night I was watching uh, TV and an advert came, and I've seen it several times, a uh, Google Pixel phone. And my wife's got a Google, one of the Google phones. And what they yeah. do is they're showing a um, somebody taking a, a photos of a group of people. And uh, and what they do is they just press it just to say, oh, look, this person's miserable. Click, let's press it, and we'll put a smile on this person. It says something like, mm -hmm. hey, perfect photos, you know, mm. with the you know, you can do it on your phone. Now, we know phones have been doing this. We know that on phones, you can uh, just remove something out of a photo now straight away just by pressing on it and you can remove it from the background. We know all of that, okay? And we know that you can put a smile on someone's face. Yeah. But my concern here is when I was watching that advert yesterday was a little bit more on the serious side because I was thinking that certainly for the length of times, Mark, that you and I have been doing weddings, 
you know, I've certainly, and I've been doing it for, for longer, I've seen the change in, in behavior from, you know, customers out there, shall we say. People's expectations are very, very, have changed enormously now. I've gone through the years ago of shooting on medium format film, shooting a wedding, shooting, coming away with shooting 60 pictures at a whole wedding, and everything was very formal. Then we came into the far more informal style of photography. Two photographers were introduced at weddings. Everything started to become a lot more relaxed, more informal, uh, that type of thing. And couples were saying, we want to keep our wedding really informal. We don't want, you know, fussy group photos. Fine. That's fair enough. Okay, things change. I, I, I get that. Uh, and I don't have a problem with that. And I don't have a problem with styles changing and people thinking differently. The concern for me now are two or three different things. I think weddings are becoming a couple, more and more couples are saying, we don't want our wedding to be staged. We want it really informal. But the way I now see weddings, I think more and more weddings are becoming scripted and people don't realize that they're becoming scripted because they're seeing what's happening on TikTok and they're seeing what's happening on Instagram and they want to replicate everything on that. And we've also now getting to a point where people are asking for more and more editing. And this is with my main point, what I'm coming on to. And a lot of photographers now are using, and you do it, and I don't really do it, using AI in Photoshop. And I don't, I don't, I don't really. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. I don't I don't use it a lot. Uh, okay. Um I've used it in in I've used it for things that not necessarily things like putting smiles on people's faces or anything like that like we were talking about with the Google. Yeah, Google sure. Phone. Yeah. No, but I was implying that. Yeah. Yeah, but but things like the um the denoise um system now in Lightroom I is phenomenal. It used to be rubbish yeah. and now it's really good. Uh, yeah. I never got on with it before. And now it's really good. I don't do a lot of AI. Maybe do something with the sky, perhaps, if it's possible to do. Don't get before you continue. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not having a go at AI at all. I'm not having a go mm. at AI in Photoshop. It's 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 not that at all. Uh, all mm. I would you were using AI. So, sorry, carry on on that. But I just wanted to say I wasn't sort of yeah. saying. Oh no, Mark, you use AI, and that's a big problem. Oh no, no, no. I know that. I know, that. I know yeah. that. I know yeah. that. But I just wanted to clarify because I do a lot of. Um, Obviously, my time punk stuff, I do a lot of uh, compositions and I don't Great use AI stuff, for that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I do that. You know, I cut out myself. I mean, there's yeah. inbuilt AI with Photoshop, which, for example, when you're masking the hair out and stuff like that, I mean, you, you can't do that properly without that. Um, but, you know, the, the blending and the colors and, and the composition and all that kind of stuff, I don't use AI for that. I, I do that myself, um, yeah. which is what I want to clarify, really. Yeah. Now, AI is there to be used. Embrace it. it I think it, AI is brilliant. It's the way it's moving forward. So great. And nothing wrong with it at all. Don't have a problem with it. Photoshop, uh, uh, you know, they've, they've introduced it and it's only going to get better. And I think it's I think it's brilliant. Embrace it, use it and, and all, all that. My my concern really comes, though, is what um, what people are going to expect at weddings. What are they going to what are they going to be expecting? Um you know, they're going to now look at pictures and they're going to say, I want this editing, this editing and this editing. And that's what that's happened. That's been happening for the last few years more and more. People are now, though, so, sort of saying, can you remove this? Can you remove that? Because they know that things can be done and they can be done so much more easily as well. That's fine. Mm. OK, but I think it's starting to go even further now where couples now and, and where we've experienced it, where couples are asking for things that are very, very 
very, very detailed. And it is those smiles. It is that degree of smile as well. It is those things. And my, my worry here is that it's going to add on a lot more work for the photographers. It's going mm. to suddenly put photographers into a situation thinking, do I charge for this? How do I charge for this? Is the customer expecting to pay for this? Now you might say, well, of course they are. But if a customer comes to you and says, I'm not quite happy with something, you want to do your best as, as a service provider to rectify it. You don't want to get yourself into a situation, oh, I can do it, but it's going to cost you X amount. And the customer turns around and says, yeah, but I'm not happy with the photos that you've given me. Um, yeah. you know, the, person, the person isn't smiling. And, and then you can then you sort of get into a battle of saying, well, the person's not smiling because it's a natural photo. And yeah, but then the customer says, yeah, but it's up to you to make those people smile. That's what we paid you for. That's why we used a professional. Do you see what I mean? So you battle and yeah. you go to, you go back and forth, back and forth, and you're battling it and battling it. And it, it, it can it can bring you down. It starts to cost. It starts to time. People are going to write bad reviews. There's the potential of all of these things happening. That's what I'm saying. So mm. where does now, the, where do we sit now with contracts? Do we put things into contracts that are even more detailed than they were before when it comes to editing, retouching expectations. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, you could do something like, you know, all these photos co cover a standard uh, editing process. And then maybe you'd have to put um, uh, a table of what's included in standard editing. So we do. you would say yeah. things, yeah. So in that standard editing, I'd probably count, you know, exposure compensation, white balance, possibly, um, you know, maybe maybe a few curves and contrast, and you know, just the basic stuff. Um, I would have there in standard, and then you have, and if you if you are wanting things like, you know, we we can't we cannot be in control of every single guest. You know, if you have a, if you're taking a picture of 20 people, I mean, I tend to shoot loads when I'm taking big groups. That's what I do at the studio. So then I don't have to do things like face swaps because one shot out of, you know, them will will be everyone smiling. But there's always going to be someone blinking. There's always going to be someone in mid-speech. There's always going to be someone doing something. If you're taking pictures of, of 20 people um, who aren't models, who aren't, you know, and, and there's always going to be someone. There always I, is. They look away you, or it totally always is. So I, I, I take, yeah. So I take a lot of pictures. If yeah. I'm doing a group shot, I'll probably take 10, maybe 15 pictures of the same group shot because I don't want to be bloody face swapping and <laughs> stuff because okay. it's a pain in the bum. Exactly right. You're hundred percent right. However, and we've experienced this when couples have, when you've edited, yeah, it says, it looks great. Oh, but could you just, or could you just, mm. oh, you know that group picture? Yeah. I've just noticed. So there you have would, it. So would you now be able to put a, a smile on my Nantos? Because what, what, and although you might then say, well, it's not on the list and, and it's extra charges. Yeah. What I'm saying is for the for everyone, for customers out there, they think that everything is an easy fix. Could you just do this? Could you just put a smile mm. on my Nan's face? I hadn't, hadn't noticed it before, but because now I've looked at this picture a hundred times and I'm now looking at it in such fine detail, where, yeah. where is it? it was a group photo with 20 people what i've decided to do now i'm going to look at the expression of every single person in that group photo well, well, maybe what you do maybe what and you do this in your is... contract you, yeah maybe what you do in your contract you say look this this is gonna this covers the standard editing right so if you're wanting anything else you have let's say a month after you've had the photographs to work out what it is you want 
there's going to and we want the list of everything and then we will charge accordingly you know yeah no i yeah i no, i agree mark i, th and, I think and i think that's what white, you do yeah but in black and white that sounds fine but the thing is is customers expectations now are going beyond that because for them it's just saying oh but i would have thought that that would be included Oh, but it's not in our list. Yeah, no, but it's no. standard. It's easy because you know what? I could have done it on my phone. But, but no, but they can't do it on their phone. They can't do it on their phone. But this, this is this is the thing, and you know, and I guess this is what you do before the wedding starts. You know, before you know, when you have your consultation, this is something maybe you should go through it. You say, look, hmm. you know, Google put this thing on their phone. You try printing that up to a, a twenty sixteen. That smile's going to look crap quite frankly it's the same when you can remove stuff on the phone you know it, it's very basic uh removal software which looks fine on a phone it looks fine on your ipad it looks fine on social media but if you try and print that it's going to look rubbish because that's that's the state of camera phones you know they, they're yeah. getting better and better but if you but that's the difference you know we, we, we could easily put a smile on someone's face you just mm. you know and if you want it on your phone it'll look fine but if you want to print that out and put it on your wall it won't look fine. And that's the difference. Okay, right. That's that's fine. So let's move that on just to the next step, okay? Because yeah. the conversation that we've just had, we could go, that's another. That's several shows, and, and there we could get some AI experts on and talk about that and photographers, mm. what situation they've had and what situations that they're finding. And we'll, and we'll do that. However, so I'm going to move just on to the next step, though. It's dealing with the actual customer and still retaining good relationships. When a customer just says, "Oh, you can just lift my eyebrow up a little bit," could you? While you're while you're fixing my eye, while you're fixing my dress, and while you're fixing this, and I know I'm paying a little bit extra. Oh, could you? I've just noticed that my eyebrow, my left eyebrow, now needs shifting down a bit. Now, forgetting the fact that whether it can be done or whether it can't be done, whether you charge for it or whether you don't charge for it, I think we're getting to the point where. As photographers and as business owners, as business owners, you have to do this anyway. You become, you have to become quite thick skinned. And if you're a fairly sort of timid sort of person and you're thinking of getting into wedding photography and all of that, I think we, you have to sort of learn now to become very customer focused here. You have to become very confident you and skilled. Too. Okay, but I, I still think to it's... deal with these things and not take it as personal criticism because these things can end up eating you up and taking a lot of oh, time. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think experience is what does that mainly, to be honest with you. Um, well, I remember when I started shooting, you know, when I first did or started doing this, I was terrified of people not liking my work and, hmm. you know, what was I going to do? And, and I've been in, you know, when I was working eventually, like my first year, I've had families like, you know, obviously not like the work that I produced and, you know, venture do charge what they charge and he can't, he feel awful. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it was bad, but, you know, it doesn't tend to happen to me much anymore. Um, I mean, you're always going to get someone who will complain about something. Um, mm. But generally, I mean, experience helps with that. I still, though, think it's all about the preempting these problems. Uh, preempting this situation so you know mm. before you shoot the wedding it's all about preempting and if a client knows x y and z and then they come back to you, oh can you just do this and well you know we've said we need a list of all these things within 30 days of you receiving the photos if you want anything doing 
and we will charge you for it. We told you this before the wedding. It's in the contract, you know, and you've got that backing up. And if you preempt it properly, then the conversation probably shouldn't arise. You know, the conversation will be, yeah, we want this list of things doing. Um, we understand there's going to be a charge for that, you know, and if it's if you sort it out a proper price instruction, they go, yeah, you know, we know we're going to be paying 200 quid for this, but we need this list doing, you know, uh, because it is above and beyond. But you have to preempt it. That is the best way of sorting this out. Yeah. Now, uh, I totally agree. Now, so photographers that are out there now thinking is how's your contract right this very moment? Okay, before you sort of take any new bookings, what what, it, what are you going to do to preempt it? Because that is the best thing to start off with. That's the thing. Now, I think it's not a case of people not liking the work. They might like your work overall, but I think it's all those it's all those niggly little things that start to appear afterwards. Okay. Mm. And those things I think now are appearing more and more. And I think what I want to sort of say is as photographers is just become a little, just be prepared for it. Preempt it. As you say, it, mm. Mark, get it in contracts. Okay. That's important. But I think you're going to have, I think as photographers and we're going to all have to start to take this and be prepared to listen to people that are saying, not happy about this i want this done i want this done i want that done i want this done and it doesn't eat away your time and suddenly it mm. becomes bigger than it was than it should ever have done i guess the other so, thing to think about as well cam is that mm. and you know we're we're we're, we're part of well uh, i mean sort of part of the older guard of photographers we're not the really old guard obviously but I'm guessing a lot of new photographers will have been brought up with this technology, you know, people. Yeah. Uh, so for them, it might be a bit bit different. And, and they, they might instinctively know how to deal with this more than what we would, because obviously, like you said, you started using medium format. So did I. You know, my first wedding was on medium format, too. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's a world away to a lot of the photographers who are operating now because they never use film and they're yeah. more in touch with this technology and, and how to deal with it and how to preempt things and stuff. So there is that as well. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, you've always got to roll with the times, but yeah. when the times are with you um, and, you know, it's it's that same old, same old, isn't it? The older you get, the more you've got to learn what the, the new, new things are. Whereas yeah. if you're younger, these things are second nature really, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Social media being a blooming good example. I mean, I have to yeah. really force myself to go on social media. We know people younger who are always on social media, you know? Yes. And it's, yeah. it's a big difference. And I guess that's the same with this kind of stuff as well. People will just know. But I would just add, though, if it was that easy to put a smile on a face like Google Pixel are claiming, then Photoshop would have it in their toolbox. And they don't. <laughs> yeah, they, they would do. And I think they're going to be putting more and more of these things in. They're just going to be sowing the yeah. seed in, in couples and any type of photography. But it's in their easy. Uh, yeah. I just go back yeah. to a low res image. It's easy to do this stuff. And yeah, yeah. let's not beat around the bush. Photos from a phone as yeah. brilliant as they are compared to what they were five years ago, maybe even mm. two years ago. Right. They are so yeah. much better than what they were, but nevertheless, they are still low res images. They're mm. taken on a tiny, tiny, sensor they're taken yeah. in a tiny tiny lens and they interpolate all these pixels and they're not the same as an slr 
yet right. or, or a mirrorless camera the sort of cameras that we use at a wedding they're not the same as that yet and i, I do underline yet because they, they might do in the future uh, but at the moment they're not and it's a lot easier to edit a low res image to do whatever you can on the low res image than it is on a higher res image quite frankly right. Uh, right. To, to make it look good and make it look seamless and make it look not natural i guess is is, is the word i'm saying because yeah. if that was as easy to do it on a psd then yeah. as i said photoshop would have had it in their systems well before google pixel would have done of, of course but obviously that's it's right. not that easy you know yeah and and i think that's 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 the reality of it yeah okay mark it's something that i think is going to be um it, it, it's a it's a never-ending conversation we will yeah. we will revisit it but i think i what i want to want to finish off is to say to everyone is have a look at your contracts and start mm. thinking about it don't panic nothing to panic about but just start thinking as was said mark was saying about preempting it and thinking about what you're what you should be what you should be doing so um yeah yeah but also just as okay. a thought as well just regarding photography generally you know it used to be a craft now it's very much a technology industry it is it's yeah. tech now it never used to be tech and now it is yeah. and that yeah. happens in the late 90s really uh yeah. that's that's when it started um yes. so it is something that we have to keep up with which yeah photographers in the 70s and the 80s never had to yeah i think it's time for a drink mark i think it is too we came across a story um recently um in hungary um i'll let you explain it mark because yeah it's quite uh it's quite to me it's quite a hard-hitting story it is i mean it's regarding um an exhibition that happened sort of the last end of last year basically so this exhibition was up um between the 22nd of september and the 5th of november last year and it is called the world press photo exhibition and it's in budapest in hungary um and just a bit of an explainer I think, about what the um, exhibition is. So the prestigious global photo exhibition on display in Hungary's National um, Museum in Budapest, um, apparently it receives more than 4 million visitors from over 80 cities. So it's, it's a pretty big thing. And, it, and it's something that they do every year. It's an annual exhibition. And, uh, and they describe it as showcasing the best and most important photojournalism and documentary photography of the past year. Um, so it, it's held at the Hungarian National Museum, and as I said, it was between the 22nd of September and the 5th of November. So it's quite an important, um, quite an important thing. I think it's a good exhibition to have. Um, but apparently there was a set of five photos by um, a Filipino photojournalist called Hannah Reyes Morales. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. Which actually led a far right Hungarian lawmaker to file a complaint with the country's cultural ministry, which found that these photos violated a Hungarian law. That prohibits the uh, display of LGBTQ plus content to minors. Uh, I mean, so, um, so, so yeah, so much so that uh, in early November, I think it was the the director of the of the exhibition uh, or of the venue. I think it was. I'll find that was was actually sacked from his job. I mean, it's, you know, it's it it sort of it's gone this far. Yeah. I want to talk about the, the, the actual photographer for a moment, Hannah Reyes Morales, mm. who, who who was responsible for the photographs that she put into this uh, into this project, and mm. she's um, she's a photographer who focuses on on shooting current events at home uh, to create historical memories and 
how they shape daily life for where where she is and yeah she's her her she's been working a long-term project living lullabies which explores the role of lullabies in creating safer spaces for children and caregivers in challenging environments globally so she's very much sort of looking to create historical documents um you know sort of topics that mean something to the community and sort of the the world in general and mm. so so she's looking for these so she's looking for these sort of stories and she entitled her project home for the golden home for, home for the golden days home for the golden yeah. gaze sorry <laughs> got that completely wrong <laughs> there and and looking and we'll put a link out there to this and when you see the images um the best way to describe them yes they're transgender lgbtqt you know they they they're, they're groups of everyday people who live together within their community this is how they live their lives they seem very happy there's pictures shot in people around in somebody's living room just enjoying drinks coffees beers um you know transgenders just everyday life nothing glamorous mm. nothing set up nothing yes, you no, know nothing explicit uh, either about these photos no not at all and no. yet they've caused such a huge thing within the hungarian government you know that they've banned under 18s from attending this exhibition well i guess we need to probably do a little bit of an explainer about what's going on in hungary and and, and actually in some places in europe at the moment there is being a bit of a bit of a political shift now this year is actually and an, if anyone's come across it it's a big year for elections you know we've got the UK elections coming up this year. We've got the American elections coming up this year, but also many elections across Europe as well. It's it's quite, and uh, over the other continents. And there does seem to be a bit of a shift to the right wing uh, area of, 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 of politics at the moment. And Hungary's already there. Oh, Hungary does have, it's, they're pretty far right, I think, in Hungary. Um, I, I think they're kind of, I, I don't know where they stand, but I think they're quite friendly with, with Russia, Um and, and Putin um, and they do have these very cons conservative conservative is probably the wrong word but they, they have these right wing views about LGBTQ plus um, communities um, and they don't see it as as they, they see it as a, a, an unmoral area of society which is obviously wrong I mean you and me would both argue that to the hilt of course Um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, a, a set of photos like this was always going to cause some sort of stir in a country like Hungary, unfortunately, because they I feel they have gone a bit backwards in their in their beliefs with 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 how they feel about this this thing, um, and they don't want children to see it as a normal thing, which of course it absolutely is a normal thing. <laughs> um, um, under 18s, and, 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 so, so not even children. You know, it's under 18s. Well, legally, you know? legally, when you're under 18, you're a child, aren't you? Yeah, legally. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I know, you know, you can't vote. You can't fight in the army. You can't do all these things. Um, and and with, also, and sorry, even Mark, in this country, you know. Sorry, Mark, on. I was going to say, in, in what you've just sort of said to that about your, they can't even with parental consent, they, they can't even get in. So I just want to put, put that no. in as well. 
no no but i just I think the, the legal term of children is people under 18 um right. and we have laws in this country of, about that you know to safeguard children from things like pornography for example um the fact that you can actually have sexual intercourse when you're about 16 and you can't watch other <laughs> people have it when you're 18 it is is neither here nor there but nevertheless we have these rules these these laws are here to to safeguard children and if from their sort of and i think warped perspective on the lgbtq plus community they believe they're doing the same now obviously it's <laughs> something like there's nothing explicit about these photos you know if it was a I'd say a heterosexual couple or a heterosexual community um, that this was depicting, there wouldn't be a problem. Um, if the photographs were exactly the same, but was regarding, you know, was looking at a heterosexual community. Um, however, they're not. And that's where the problem is. And look, um, in some things I'm thinking, well, this is what it's like in Hungary. And if you try it in Hungary, this is what's going to happen. Um so part of me kind of thinks, you know, I'd imagine a photographer had a very good idea that this sort of thing would 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 come up. Um, but it doesn't mean I agree with the decision. And, and I think it is kind of ridiculous because actually, in my opinion, um, children do need to know um, about the LGBTQ plus community. They might be some of these children might be already part of it and they haven't they don't understand why they might be feeling different to their friends and things like that. So to 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 know and have knowledge about this 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 sort of thing is far more important knowledge knowledge is power and all that you know and to deny children to know what happens and you know where you know when I'm, some people you know men a man likes a woman and in other cases a man likes a man and a woman likes a woman and you know mm. you also have transgender and and all these other complicated things that because human beings are complicated people um you know yeah. we, we need to know this stuff and children do yeah. need to know this stuff in i mean i'm not saying if it was explicit work then i would be you know that's fair enough because that's the pornography thing mm. and, and yeah, i don't right. yeah. i mean they're not yeah that's right yeah they're not but sexual they're not that in, they're in, not that exactly it's about love not at all yeah it's about, it's about ev and it's everyday people but uh, talking about like who who actually took offense to these photos who actually wanted to ban them it says Hungarian politician, I may not pronounce this correctly, it says Dora Juro, a member of the right-wing nationalist party, Jobbik, filed a complaint with the Cultural Ministry, and the images are found to violate the 2021 Child Protection Act, which criminalises the discussion of LGBTQ plus people in schools and in the media. See, this is what it says, it criminalises the discussion yeah. about, right, so they I can't know. even talk and about that's, it. That's the problem. Okay. That is the problem. Yeah. yeah. And Jumana Elzain-Khoury, the executive director of World Press Photo, expressed shock and concern that youngsters were not allowed to see the so sensitive, so inclusive, in inverted commas, series of photographs. It says the fact that there is limited access for a certain type of audience is something that shocked us terribly, she said. It's mind-boggling that it's this specific image, this specific story, and it's mind-boggling that it's happening in Europe. Um, and it says somebody else, an award-winning photographer, Tomas Raves, who has organized Hungary's exhibitions for more than 30 years and was previously a World Press Photo Jury member, said images of the war in Ukraine are a thousand times more serious and shocking mm. than the LGBTQ mm. plus pictures. So adults mm. or anyone over 18 is allowed to go in uh, and look at these and look at these images. Um, and clearly the Hungarian uh, government, the current government, don't believe that people should be, you know, uh, uh, transgender, gay, 
whatever yeah. you know should be any you know it should be anything but heterosexual and, well there are people you know, on this planet that feel you can cure it do you know what i mean i mean that's that's the mentality of these people right uh, it's it's absolutely nuts and it's not just in, i mean there's people in america as well you know it, it's it's dare i say this has got a lot to do with religion in some cases um you know that they think it's they think it's unnatural um and yeah, it can be right, yeah. it's a disease that can be cured being gay and and it's and it's not you know it's yeah. it's it's completely natural you know, and I mentioned about somebody being sacked. It says that he was actually the director of Hungary's National Museum has been dismissed, had been dismissed after allowing under 18 visitors into wow. the exhibition. Okay. You know, Hungarian government officials claimed that a museum director, Laszlo Simon, failed to meet legal obligations with the exhibition by allegedly letting under 18s view the exhibition, a claim that he has, that he actually denied. And it said, but how can he deny it though? I'm how can yeah. he deny that though? I mean, the thing is what I would say, okay, although I completely disagree with the law and I completely disagree with the premise of what's behind that law in Hungary. Of course I do. Mm. In some respects, so that guy has, you know, the, the director has himself to blame because he knew he would have gotten into trouble over these yeah. photos. Yeah. He absolutely knew he would get into trouble over it. Um, and I'm not saying, so uh, I'm not saying he's partly to blame because actually I think what he did was a very courageous thing in, in allowing mm. it. Um, but there will be consequences to it. it the, it's the law of the land. And as much as I disagree with it, it's the law of the land. So, you know, you, you're going to have issues, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. He actually, the director um, went on to say something's quite interesting. Actually. He said, Simon had a, a, has acknowledged his dis dismissal in a post to social media, but insists that he did not intentionally break any laws. In a post on Facebook, he wrote, as a father and grandparent of four children, I firmly reject the idea that our children should be protected from me or from the institution I lead. You mm. know, and, you know, is by banning it, by banning under 18s from viewing these pictures, what's going to happen, Mark? Okay, they're going to, there's going to be far more interest in, in the photos because they've been banned and are well, under 18s that, yeah. not able to see these pictures now are, are they available on social media for them to view in hungary or have they banned all of know. that i don't think so i i'm sure that they can still view them so what are under 18s going to do that wanted to go and see it or hear about the story first thing they're going to do is they're going to find those pictures online so far more people yeah. are actually going to see this and actually be quite you know, disappointed with the fact that they're not seeing anything particularly outrageous <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, exactly. And people, you know what people are going to go and they'll probably say, oh, right. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It will just be that. So, well, you yeah. know, why have been these banned? Why have these been banned? There's this clear that, you know, we know that each government and, and government party have got their own agenda, you know, whatever yeah. it is, whether you're, you're, you're far left or you're far right or you're center, you know, you know, everyone's got their, their beliefs as it were. Some and if you don't well, believe in things like this, yeah. they're just like you know, it's they're, they're unimaginable. You know, you know, why would a human being, a fellow human being, have so much hate uh, for another fellow human, the way another fellow human being wants to live? Unfortunately, yeah, it, it it's happened since the beginning of time. It will always happen. They're not going to cure. Mm. They're not going to cure this. They're not going to find a cure for people being gay, transgender. Well, you know, it's, um, there's nothing to even cure. Saying it, even saying <laughs> there's nothing, it, there's sounds... nothing to cure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's 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 completely natural thing. People are born, you know, mm. 
It, this yeah. has been going on since the Roman times. <laughs> so yeah. it, right, yeah. it's nothing new. It's 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 part of the human experience. We, we are we are born the way we are born, and there's nothing unnatural about it. There's nothing, mm. you know. Um, we're we're agreeing on this, and I and I imagine the vast majority of our listeners would agree with 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 that. Um, it's yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It just right. shows yeah. though, yeah, the power you of know. photography. Yeah, and you know? what I yeah. And what I'd actually like to do is the actual photographer who we mentioned, Hannah Rez yes. Morales. I th I think really that the the story should be about this photographer. I think that should be the the lasting thing about this photographer who's who's doing work like this, mm. um, and he's recording real life. Wants to be a, a documentary photographer. She wants to be a, a storyteller. You know, she's she's worked in gentle environments. She's worked in violent situations. She's putting herself out there, and she, mm. she it says she wants to honor the experiences of the people that she portrays, yeah. and yeah, and she should be applauded for, yeah. for doing this and for mm. putting these images forward to be seen in a major, you know, mm. uh, in a major exhibition. I mean, I'm surprised they actually let these images be exhibited at all why are they sort of stopping yeah. under 18s and letting adults surely they should just put a blanket ban on these photos because because generally and because they believe and it and again it's it's a warped belief but they believe that children get um uh, wrongly uh wrongly influenced and mm. become gay i remember having a conversation in a in a flat i used to live we, there was some uh, people from this area of the world, not not Hungarians. Um, uh, I can't remember who, where they were from, but Eastern Europeans. And I had this long conversation. He kept saying, "Oh, you know, he he didn't particularly like the LGBTQ plus people in mm. the community. He didn't like it." And I was so I started to quiz him as as I do um, because I won't I won't let these things lie. And I mm. said, "Yeah, you know, what, what's what what is it?" He goes, "Oh, I just like it traditional. You know, man and a woman and a baby. You know, I just like things being traditional." And I was like. Well, this has been going on for, you know, gay people have been around since the Roman times and probably before then, you know, th this isn't a new thing. Um, and then we had this so the discussion kept going on and I said, OK, well, I've got a question for you. Do you believe that people are born the way they are or do you think that it's a choice? Do you think that people make a choice? And I think he believed that people choose to be part of the mm. LGBTQ plus community. Mm. You know, they think it's a, a binary and I'm going to be gay or i'm going to be transgender you know, it's not it's just not it's not that you know i'm I laughing because yeah, it's not you know it's just ludicrous isn't it i have no choice of being heterosexual and gay i'm born the way i'm born and that's it mm. and everyone mm. should just it, respect that and accept that and that that's where these and that's the thing they think that children will be badly influenced to become gay because it's such a terrible mm. thing you know um which is you know um, it's ridiculous yeah, I mean, investigating this story a little bit more, back in September, so this is about two or three months before the exhibition, the magazine mm. L, we all know the magazine L, yeah. in L Hungary put uh, gay dads on covering a powerful defiance of the government's anti-LGBTQ and agenda plus agenda. Mm. Now, some people might be out thinking, oh, actually, you know, why you got you got you you're talking more about transgender and gays rather than photography here. And images. Yeah. No, in actual fact, we're not because no. now I come onto this story here, and there is a picture of two dads just side by side, um, just kissing. One is kissing the the back of their baby's head. One's kissing the forehead. It's a lovely picture. Um, mm. and 
it's two gay Hungarian dads that are on the front cover of L. Okay. And it basically goes on to say in, in within the issue. So the picture is very, very powerful. It's very striking. And it says mm. it, the two fathers speak openly in this magazine about the discri- discrimination they faced in Hungary, particularly as they welcomed their baby girl into the world. In 2010, Hungary voted hard, hardline right-wing Prime Minister Viktor Orban, co-founder and leader yeah. of the Fidesz party. And in the 13 years since his election, he has enacted numerous policies aimed at curtailing the LGBTQT community. Yeah. And it's great that the that a magazine like Elle is prepared to put something like that picture yeah. on the front of that. I don't like saying that, that, that picture. It is great yeah. that Elle have put, uh, you know, this image on the front of their magazine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, it's shocking what they say. Orbean has taken aim at the trans community. In 2020, the, the country banned transgender, non-binary and insects people from legally changing their gender, effectively erasing them from existence. Mm. Well, we know somebody else that tried to erase a certain group of people from existence <laughs> oh, in our, in our, in our yeah. history. Yeah. Know, and I think... Well, yeah, it, but it's... Yeah. This is something... Reminds you of that kind of stuff, doesn't it? It really it, does. Of course it does. Yeah. I mean, this is you imagine you if 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 you know if you want to start a conversation with with somebody or a group of people that you're with, you know, yeah. everyone is going to have an opinion on this. Every single yeah. person will have an opinion on yeah. this story, and um, you know, and all from the power of somebody putting some images in a photography exhibition. The power of photography. Yeah. We spoke the about power it. Of photographs. Photography, yeah. Photographs that change and, the world. And, and to be honest, it's the only way you can, you know, there's so many different ways you can change the genders of people and whatever. Um, and photography is a good piece of way of doing it. So, you know, I guess in some respects, a bit of a call to action. We, we, we've got to fight against these people. And I don't mean, you know, with guns and stuff. I mean, with what we can do. <laughs> don't do a Donald um, Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, do a, don't, do, don't do a Trump. Um, but, you know, take those pictures, get them out there. You know, if I'm not part of the community, so I always feel like, uh, uh, sort of an outsider if I try and do stuff but there are many photographers who are and you know get that stuff out there you know because that's the only way we're going to tackle idiots like Alban. that's right yeah guys uh, as I said a, a, a conversation to be had speak yeah. to your friends and family about this see what they think show them the pictures <laughs> show them the link uh, yeah. you know and, uh, and and strike up that conversation uh, because they're not yeah. allowing it in Hungary Okay. No, um, not, not they're not allowing the conversation angry. But but you know what? Actually, on a more serious note, we are free to talk about it. We are free yeah. to have the conversation. We are free to have the discussion. Um, yeah. You know, in in the world that in in the society that we live in here, and 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 that's freedom, and that's that's what we want. Guys, yeah. let's wrap it up there. Um, yeah. Oh, but before actually, we go, before we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to we, give we, a we shout base- out. We do want to give some shout outs to our, our new patrons. Go on, Cam. That's right. Yes, that's right. Well, yeah, we re- recent our current uh, patrons, people. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Amara Zainab, Nick Payne, uh, Carl Sherville. Carl joined last week or the week before. I can't remember. Yes. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for yeah. all the kind comments. Thank you for the inquiries that we've had about it as well. What do I get and everything? But have a look. Join our patron. And, it's uh, all on there. And, and, and we'll give you a shout out as well. So yes. let's wrap it up there, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye for now, guys. (laughs) 